Thank you for joining Manners and Other Matters, the podcast which brings you all the insights you need to navigate the intricate world of modern manners and elegant living. I'm your host, Louise Percy, and I'm delighted to be your guide on this journey towards a more refined and gracious way of life. I'm here to share my knowledge and insights with you, and I will also be bringing in a lineup of experts from the worlds of etiquette and elegant living to share their wisdom and experiences. The art of etiquette isn't just about following a set of rigid, traditional rules. It's about fostering meaningful relationships, both in your personal and professional life. Whether you're dining with colleagues, entertaining guests, or simply striving for a more elegant lifestyle. Subscribe to Manners and Other Matters today, and let's explore the world of etiquette, manners, and the pursuit of elegance together. Hello and welcome to Episode 4 of Manners and Other Matters. And in this episode, I'm going to be delving into the delicate dynamics and essential etiquette for blended families during the upcoming holiday season. I'm going to be providing you with some practical advice, some insights, and some tips for creating a peaceful and joyous holiday experience for everyone involved. And we all know it's not easy. And I certainly am going to be speaking to you and giving you tips about the manners and the etiquette of all of this from a very personal perspective. When my children were four and seven, my husband and I separated. It's obviously an extremely difficult period, and our separation came in November, and of course, towards the end of the year, we celebrate Christmas. And so there was a lot of navigating in that first year, which we managed, and all that navigating because we did it with respect, consideration, and kindness, and above all, wanting to mutually provide a wonderful experience for our children in this difficult, tumultuous circumstance. It set the boundaries, but also it leveled out the experiences that we would be able to go on and grow from as our children grew older. I'm very pleased to say my children are now, my daughter, early 40s and my son, late 30s, and my ex-husband and I are terrific friends, and we celebrate Christmas together. So stay listening because I'm going to give you, I hope, some wonderfully genuine and authentic tips that may make your journey through this, what could be quite difficult time, easier. So blended families, what are they? Well, in my circumstance, it was obviously very much in the beginning, just a separated family. But within five years, it became a blended family I found a companion who had grown-up children and his daughter quite quickly then had grandchildren. So I was a step-grandmother quite early on in my life, I might say. And we learned to navigate how we were going to manage, for example, the Christmas with the children. Who would do Christmas Eve? Who would do Christmas Day? Where would the children go on Boxing Day, for example? So In this episode, I am specifically talking about Christmas because it does relate to my own experience, but I'm sure you'll be able to take away the snippets that I give you and use it in any which way it works for you and your family. So communication, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. 
an understanding that my concept of etiquette is very much having the ability to show respect, kindness, and consideration at all times. Those three words are the key for having positive communication. And this is especially important at times of emotion like holiday in holiday season. I think the most important thing is that the adults in the relationship somehow or other find their way to communicate in a respectful fashion with each other at a time when obviously emotions are running quite high. It's also important to sit the children down. I think a lot of people don't realise just how clever children are at difficult times. They feel our stress, they read the signals, they read the body language. It's just natural for them. And so respecting them by sitting them down once you've made a decision about how things are going to be, that you're all comfortable with as adults, it's then time to sit down the children and show them the respect of giving them a truthful and authentic path, which they're going to be able to navigate through what should be a happy season, but obviously may not be from time to time. I think it's really important to make everybody feel included and valued. Now, this will sometimes be difficult if you happen to want to celebrate Christian Christmas celebrate Christmas, and perhaps other members of the blended family choose not to, then that's absolutely fine. That's where the respect comes in. But given the fact that the holiday season is a period of gift giving, etc., I think it's really important to make as much inclusivity as possible. So if it's not around religious celebration, it can certainly be about family time and hopefully blended family time. Scheduling can be very difficult. I learned over the years with my ex-husband that we'd take Christmas basically turn and turn about. My daughter is now doing that. She lives on the other side of Australia and she has a blended family now with her husband and their children. And so they tend to move back and forth between different sides of this wonderfully large continent of Australia, depending on Christmas, so that her husband can be with his son. It's all very amicable because it's important for the children for it to be amicable. And so flexibility in the event scheduling can also include grandparents, of course. And grandparents don't necessarily work as well with the modern concept of blended families as we do. So please do take their consideration into account as well. So as I mentioned, in the early days of my separation, and once we blended, it would tend to be Christmas turnabout, or else the children would be with me on Christmas Eve and with their father on Christmas Day, and then change it back the following year. We were always, however, in the same city, so the children could go back and forward between the families. This was absolutely vital. Once you start taking the children away once they're that young, it gets very awkward. But consideration, kindness, and respect is the key in that level of communication. And the other thing is, of course, that you have to think about the holiday scheduling as well. So if you're going to be taking children away, for example, on a holiday, perhaps ensure that you're all together for Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating, and then choose the holiday season as it's blended before or after 
the main game, as it were. I think it's really important also to be talking about the gift-giving etiquette. Now, what we did when my children were very young was we would actually determine a dollar amount of gifts because it's very tempting to give your children everything that they want because you're feeling uncomfortable with the separation and the blended family situation, perhaps. But this is where good communication, once again, comes into place. And so do think about the gift-giving etiquette because it's really important for the children. And we all know what children are like. They're so smart. If mum's not giving them something, they can always try dad, etc. And so suggestions for thoughtful and considerate gifts. I'm not going to make suggestions for you. People have regularly said to me, oh, go on, Louise. But it's about you and it's about your family and your blended family. You know the people who are getting the gifts better than anybody else. So put some thought into it. Perhaps speak with the other parties involved because sometimes it can actually be a shared gift. It might be something that you all want to do as a blended family and so it could be an experience rather than just something that can be unwrapped on the day. Mind you, little children always like unwrapping presents. Big children do too. I love it at Christmas time. And the other thing is that it's an opportunity to establish new traditions. If you've been very set in the way that you conduct your holiday season celebrations, it is an opportunity to break out of that mould. I did with a Christmas tree. A lot of the old ornaments I kept in boxes for a while and I'd encourage the children each year to both choose an ornament for the tree. If we'd been travelling, I would also choose ornaments for the tree. And every year I also chose two special ornaments for the tree, one for each of my children. All these years later, my tree is absolutely laden. It doesn't necessarily look like it should be on the front page of a designer magazine. But my children, whenever they see it, and they're introducing it now to their children, will say, remember this one? I remember where we were when we got that. Mum, do you remember that one? Oh, look, and you bought that when you were in Italy last time. It's wonderful. It's a new tradition, and it's something that we all really, really enjoy. The other tradition that I started was that instead of making a traditional Christmas cake, I started making a Sri Lankan Christmas cake. And why Sri Lankan, do you say? Well, that's just what the recipe said. And it's actually made with semolina, not flour. And the mix you put together, all the fruit about six weeks before, marinated all together. And then when my grandchildren come over, or in those days, earlier days, it was when my children were with me, we'd mix it all up together before putting it in the tins and we'd make a great big wish. One wish we would tell each other and another wish we'd keep secret. And now my grandchildren do it with me. Traditions are made, they always start somewhere. So maybe a sad time of a separation or newly blended family environment, which is perhaps feeling a little uncomfortable, is a good time to do that. What do you think? I'd be so interested in your comments. But then, of course, there comes the time that invariably in the early days, there's going to be conflict. And it may not just be between the adults. If it is, it's much easier to resolve. 
because you're the grown-ups and you're the ones that need to set the example. But what about if it's between the blended siblings? This can be difficult because obviously the parents are drawn towards supporting their own children. So for the parents, there needs to be some sort of communication about what's happening. And with the children, when you're all getting together as a blended family, I would suggest sitting down right from the beginning and setting the boundaries of what is and is not acceptable behaviour. Mentioning that respect, kindness and consideration, there are those three words again, are the essence of what's going to make for good, happy family communication during the blended times. I hope you agree with this. To me, it always worked quite well, but it's being upfront, it's being authentic, and it's having the integrity and the boundaries in place, and then determining that if those boundaries are crossed, what the repercussions will be, because there's always cause and effect. So compromise and understanding, I think, are the major components of ensuring that the holiday season, however you celebrate it, is as enjoyable as possible for blended families. I'm not going to say I can wave a magic wand for you by talking about etiquette and manners and good communication skills. What I will say, however, is that if you try and conduct yourself, male or female, or however you choose to identify, in an elegant fashion, elegant means with consideration, kindness and respect, but also empathy, putting yourself in the shoes of the other parties that are involved in all of this compromise, understanding and communication, will go a long way to ensuring that your holiday season together as blended families is successful. But having said that, I also want to say that the parents need to give themselves some love, some self-care. It can be terribly traumatic. So do take time out for yourself. If it means going away and reading with a good book, listening to a favourite podcast, going down to the beach here in Australia, we have very hot summers and very hot Christmases, obviously, go for a swim, go for a walk, take the dog out and chat to the dog, do some affirmation, look after yourself, because unless you look after yourself, your role in ensuring that this blended family holiday period is as enjoyable as possible will be very difficult. And so I would like you to share your own experiences. How do you manage? What strategies do you have in place? Do you feel that the manners are the most important component? And of course, it also means that getting together for meals can be most enjoyable or most fractious. And so that's the other thing. Make sure that your communication works awfully well with meal selections as well ensuring that all cultural and traditional aspects are taken care of. And that's difficult without positive communication as well. So my dear listeners, please do share your thoughts. It's only a few weeks now until the end of the year. Let's prepare for it and give the younger generations the very best holiday season that we can. Thank you so much for joining me today. Your time and attention are greatly appreciated, and I hope you've found our discussion both enlightening and inspiring. If you've enjoyed our conversation and want to stay connected with us on this journey of elegance and refinement, 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. And why not share the wisdom with your friends and family? Yet if it is best enjoyed when it's a shared experience after all. And for all the latest updates, behind the scenes moments and exclusive content, be sure to follow the Percy Institute on Facebook and Instagram. And please also do join my Facebook group. It's called The Elegance Club and you'll get exclusive offers and bonuses. Remember, the pursuit of a more elegant life is a continuous journey and I'm delighted to share your journey. Feedback and engagement mean the world to me here So please keep those comments, questions and suggestions coming. I love hearing from you. So until next time, my dear listeners, stay graceful, stay kind, and may your life be filled with elegance and joy. Thank you for being a part of Manners and Other Matters. Goodbye for now.